You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Visit PencilandPaperProductions.Podbean.com to find more great podcasts. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo! Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White. With me, as always, is my co-host, Lacia Finley. Happy Monday and happy March. Happy <gasps> March. Yeah. March 1st. How about Clicking that? Clicking right along. Yeah, we, we got through this uh, pretty quick, didn't we? I mean, it's I... just... <laughs> I feel like it does that every year. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll be saying this in what feels like a couple hours. We'll be like, Merry Christmas. Yeah, woo. <laughs> what happened? Oh, it's... man. It's kind of officially um, the first full year of COVID. Yeah, kinda, sort of. We're, this... we're coming up on one full year of uh, of well lockdowns, depending on where you live, I guess. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. it's it didn't start like on March first, but we're getting right. we're we're closing that gap. It's this is the month that happened. Mm-hmm. I when do we remember were all that. like, oh God, what's going on? Yeah, mm-hmm. starting to. Learn the whole thing. Now we're old hands at it, eh? Yeah. It's just like, well, here we are. This you know, I was actually thinking about that the other day. I, I'm kind of hoping that, I mean, I I don't want there to be COVID um, outbreaks. I don't want this to happen again. Mm-hmm. I would like the world to get back to some form of normalcy like everybody else. Sure. But at the same time, I do feel like I'm going to adopt the mask practice that other countries have and have for a while yeah have for a while because you see that i mean before covid-19 came through you used to see footage of of other countries and mm-hmm. people would be out in masks and stuff Just like if they that had a cold and stuff yeah and you you'd kind of wonder it's like well what what's going on because in the back of your head you think the worst because they're oh, using masks yeah. and yeah. now we'll probably associate it with horrible things even more <laughs> sure but yeah. i personally was sitting there thinking about that. I have done very well not to get sick. <laughs> right. I uh, right. <laughs> just just saying. Yeah. Um and I kind of I kind of think it's because of the mask. Mm-hmm. I would really like to believe that I've not just because I've not been stupid, but mm-hmm. the mask has also helped shield me from from any kind of but whatever I'm, it is, I'm sure it has that added layer for yourself a little bit as well. Yeah, whether yeah. it's cold, flu, COVID, whatever. I'm I'm hoping I'm I'm assuming that my practices and the mask together have prevented me from getting really sick mm-hmm. over this last cold period or whatever you want to call it. Right. Whatever we call it. But I think I'm going to adopt the practice. I think I'm going to continue to do so. So when there is a cold and flu season. I'm going to be cognizant of that and wear the mask right. when people are around because I, I think mean, it's smart. Yeah. I mean, it's just a nice thing to do for everyone else, too, because you're kind of like, I'm sick. I'd rather not spread it around to everyone else again, even if it is just a common cold or whatever type of virus that we might be used to fighting on a yearly basis. 
Mm -hmm. Maybe we could keep all of that down, too. Yeah, it would be great. (laughs) You know? But, I mean, I think we need to to realize this is probably a strain we're going to be talking about for a while, forever. It'll probably just go into another one of those things where... This is just another virus that we're going to deal with for the rest of our lives. But we have that with many others. And hopefully mm-hmm. once we're all vaccinated and everything, it'll just fall in line with any other illness because we'll know how to tackle it at that point. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to think it'll be a lot like I know people compare it to the flu all the time. But something tells me that's what we're going to see thing. is yeah. it will be an annual vaccine because we're already seeing it mutate. Mm hmm. So it's okay. trying to adapt. Yeah. And somebody was even talking about this. And I don't remember where I saw it specifically, but I thought this is a very good point. Had we dealt with it sooner, sure. whether here or everywhere else, and, and really taken like a, a hard stance against it to try and minimize its spread and try to vaccine or try to get out of vaccine as quickly as possible, we may have caught it and killed it before it got mutated. Mutated, yeah. But it's like, no, I mean, since we... I feel we... like eventually it would have, probably, but maybe not as fast. Right. Now. Yeah. But no, since since we dropped the ball, and I mean everybody, I'm not just talking about us, we right. did the piss poor job. Well, but... not everybody. I think we always like to, uh, where was it, like New Zealand? Oh, yeah, you know, they're, they they're open really for well business. And, yeah. Lucky. I, mean, I don't think they <laughs> had it Sons of bitches as, like, on their else. island. Yeah, it's like when you ever played that, what was that one game that was so popular, especially when this first happened, and apparently any virus outbreak happens, people flock, uh, dang it, we talked about it a lot anyway, Yeah. but that was one thing that I learned, was like, oh, I guess I need to move to like Iceland or Madagascar, because those were like always the last two places to get infiltrated with my virus when I would mm-hmm. play the game, and I'm like, well, I guess that's where I need to move. Sure. I mean, why not? I mean, games can't lie, right? But, <laughs> but since they're so isolated, they're like, as soon as they shut off their ships and stuff, it's like, we're good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw the rest of y'all. <laughs> like, oh, that's smart because they're always the first because you want to get those islands first, man. Because once they shut it down, you're screwed. You can't get back in there to save your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, I was on the podcasters assemble again. Yes. Uh, this week. They're talking about the 2005 remake of King Kong. Mm-hmm. I'm look. I know. I've, I know. I've explained this time and again, and I don't know why I keep bringing it up, but it, I guess it's just something near and dear. Mm-hmm. Is when I hear all these people get on there and just shit on a thing that I love, and the way they shit on it. Okay, uh, I think that's what's bothering nice me. about it. At least that like, well, I feel like. The criticisms and the way they're approached. You know, now look, I remember being a kid. And I remember having those moments where, oh my God, I don't like this. This is so stupid. Mm -hmm. That kind of attitude. Yeah. I'm going to guess, just hype. I don't know these people from Adam, okay? But I'm going to assume they're in that phase of their movie-watching careers where you either love it and it's a brilliant piece of cinema or everything's (laughs) really stupid and oh my god i just don't understand now they're not talking like that i i may sound mocking just to emote the attitude yeah but i but i thought 
this movie was beloved. I the the one crit criticism that I thought there was, and I even made this criticism, that it's a little too long because it's almost, if not a three-hour movie. And I get it. I get it. But I also argued in favor that it's a sprawling epic. That was kind of the idea. Plus, you got Peter Jackson. That's why I mentioned New Zealand. Ah. Uh, (laughs) You know, behind it. And, of course, he turned Lord of the Rings into a nine-hour walking trip, whatever you want to say about that, but I'm not going to tear into anyone who likes that. But I just, I thought there was a unanimous consent that this was a, you know, fairly well-beloved movie, and clearly I'm wrong, because I feel like the outlier. I'm sitting there defending it. You're the only one from that group. It's just like, oh my God, we're on this boat, and it's just going for so long. (laughs) Ugh. Why do we have to do this? Uh, Jack Black. Uh, and you know, I even defended him too, uh, because I asked the very simple on so much. <laughs> I asked the very simple question because I know a lot of people were just like Jack Black in this movie. What in King Kong? You tell me another person who could play a kind of a sleazy esque movie producer in the 1930s and pull it off with this idea of just he's desperate and he's 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 just scrambling but he i I couldn't think of another person yeah in 2005 who could have done that role well i i still never can understand why people instantly disparage someone getting cast in anything i'm like they're an actor let them act let's see first let's see first you know like have we not learned our lesson you you uh, clearly not i guess we never do no (laughs) But yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go on about it. Yeah. It was just. Aww. I want to listen to it because it's not just. It's not like I want to hear my voice. I mean, I'm curious to see how they edit me in to to oh, the. Oh yeah, good point. Yeah. Because it's you know I. If I you gave, were the only opposing view, I feel like you should get used a lot. I know. Is what it's sounding like. Anyway, I'm starting to think you, so too. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying that everybody is being negative, but I feel like the negative is outweighing the positive, and I'm. All I can sit there and think is, why are you here? You know, why are you well, here? Well, it was the point to have like a debate about it. No. Oh. Everybody, like you take about five to 15 minutes and you just give your opinions on whatever movie they're doing. Okay. So if you like, say if there was a movie that you love and you you could be part of this. So you give your essay, like just talk about what you love, what you don't. Favorite parts, actors, whatever you want. You don't even have to do all that. Just whatever you want to say about the movie, and they'll mm-hmm. insert it into their their podcast. Oh. They just kind of give you an idea of things to talk about if you want to. But it's just whatever you want to say, and you send it in, and they'll splice it into this this conversation. Okay. But I, I'm always trying to be positive, and I... <laughs> It just drives me well, nuts. Well, you know, not everyone thinks of it that way. I don't know. I, I guess feel not. like we're just, it's a lot easier for people to default into that these days instead of into the positivity or, but keep doing it that way. I'm trying. it could be making for a much more interesting podcast to have more than just, well, one view is because, what it's sounding like. Yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, like I said last week, I defended the 1998 version of Godzilla. Mm-hmm. I know that a lot of people don't like it, but I, I can tell you, over the years, I've found that I, I can watch it, disassociate mm-hmm. it with the other one, 
or with the originals and just be like, you know, it's kind of a fun monster movie. I'm not looking at it as a Godzilla movie. It's just a fun monster romp. Mm-hmm. And I can yeah. have fun with it. Some people don't know how to just turn off that part of their brain and just lean in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it has to be, this would never happen. That could never. And it's like, it's a movie. Turn off your brain and let them tell you a story and mm-hmm. just live within the rules they've created. Just, shh. I mean, to, to even swing it around to, to more video games, I can watch Super Mario Brothers and yeah. and I'm always looking for a good movie. You know, like, yeah. I know what's in there. I know it was intended to be in there. Something happened. Right. But I feel like, <laughs> you know, but I'm, wow. I'm trying to be positive about it. Right. And can look at the positives and be like, you know what? Bob Hoskins is great. John Leguizamo's great. Samantha Morton's great. They're all great actors working with what they've got. Mm-hmm. And, you know, something faltered. it's just fun. But it's it can be fun if you yeah. just find a way to be like, okay, well, I'm going to take that element out and we'll just watch it for right. this. Mm-hmm. Now, since I've said all this, right. and I'm going to try, I'm going to try to not sound hypocritical here. I watched a movie last night mm-hmm. that I, 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 oh God, I don't even know how I can be positive about it because I don't know what I watched. Okay. Oh dear, one of those, huh? Yeah. Okay, so I've been on this, uh, I've mentioned it here before, the last drive-in with Joe mm-hmm. Bob Briggs. I've I've gotten the shutter just for him, okay? okay. Because I love, these are, these are horror movies that I, I kind of want to watch, but you know, there's always been that hesitation. It's like, do I want to, do I want to waste, you know, the, the, yeah. month, the time or whatever? It's just like, ah. But with him, I feel like it's an experience. Because he's like, I'm presenting this movie to you. I'm going to talk to you about it. And then I'll interrupt every 20, 30 minutes, give you some trivia, and we'll go back to the movie. And for for whatever reason, for me, it's more appealing because he makes it more entertaining. So even if I'm struggling through the movie, I know Joe Bob is going to come back and entertain me for a moment and... Maybe he's Kinda feeling like the same thing. Mystery Science Theater used yeah. to be like they yeah. do garbage movies, but the banter would be great. And so the whole experience combined made it fun. Right. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So that's, I was looking for one last night, and this one was very short for his type of show because typically a movie, even if it's short, mm-hmm. the, the runtime of an episode can be somewhere between two to two and a half hours. And that's because it's the movie plus him. So I try to factor that in. But this one said 94 minutes, and I was like, it's awfully short. for for." So I looked it up, and I found out the movie itself was only like an hour and six minutes long. And I was like, ah, okay, well, maybe maybe that's why. And I thought, quick, breezy, whatever. I said, this this will be fine. Oh, geez, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I sat through the whole thing, mind you, okay? I'll, I'll say that. But Tetsuo the Iron Man was the name of the movie. Oh. I don't know what I watched. Okay. I cannot tell you for the life of me what I watched. In fact, they warned me ahead of time. <laughs> like Joe Bob Briggs is like, I'll try to do my best to explain to you what this movie is about. And he laid it out like this. There's a man who has like an iron fetish. I've never heard of this before in my life. 
An iron fetishist. Okay. Apparently, these people, whoever they are, like to insert metal into their bodies. Weird, weird shit. Okay. Okay. Now, apparently, this guy gets hit by a car. And the guy driving the car, uh, him and his girlfriend take him off in the middle of the woods and dump his body. But before they do, they have sex in the woods. Why? I don't know. So, wait, wait. So, <laughs> dude and girlfriend driving uh-huh. in accident. Uh-huh. They, she takes his body to the woods to dump it? Oh, both of them do. So, they both were just going to go die in the woods? No, they were going to just dump him and hide the body and, you know, just scram. Is there more than two people in the car? No. It's just the two, the, the the man, the girlfriend, and then the guy they hit. Oh, they hit a person. Yeah, oh, they, hit, okay. they hit a guy. I missed that that part. Yeah. I, I thought they were in an accident and she took her guy, boyfriend, whoever that was in the accident that was driving no. to the woods. The, That's where I got confused. Okay, so the three of them in the woods. The couple hit the iron fetishist. Oh, okay. okay. Gotcha. And so go. since I guess they had sex in the woods, since that happened, um... Mm-hmm. A curse was put on the the driver. Well, we, that's what would happen, I would imagine. I mean, we we don't really have any clarification. In fact, I don't even remember seeing the car accident happen narratively in the story. It was like flashbacks toward the end of the film. After I'm clearly confused, and had I not had that context beforehand, I would I would have been so even more lost than I was because I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then you see those little flashbacks of the accident, and you're like, okay, so I'm guessing he got hit. Okay, I'm get. why are they having sex in the woods? I don't understand. Why is this happening? I don't understand. Is this understand. some, like, film student thesis? <laughs> this is what it th- sounds like. Like, you just couldn't understand. I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking that because there's a lot of steampunk deep meaning elements yeah. or cyberpunk oh, yeah. or whatever's popular in Japan at the time. This was actually made in... Either in 1989, 1990, somewhere oh, in that. Maybe, yeah. Okay. But because they hit the 80s hard. <laughs> oh my god! And narratively, it just—it was just constant. The, the 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 guy that got hit, he just kept turning in like metal started creeping out of his body, and he just turned into this big metal blob of. I mean, I don't know what happened. Okay. And then the other guy who supposedly died came back and started tormenting him, and. That's not even the weirdest part. <laughs> <laughs> For only an hour, too. Jeez. A penile drill. Oh. Okay. And there What's was... The sound of that? I don't even... And know. There, there was penetration involved at one point. <gasps> Why? People. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Like, I just, like, tensed up. Yeah. It's just... It's fucking one. weird. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna, <laughs> So if you just wanna if you just wanna if if somebody can explain it to me I'm all ears because all right. I don't get it even at the end there was even like some odd I I consider it odd not not because of what it is but just because I don't see where it fits in there was like this homoerotic subtext between the two characters and I was like where did this even fall into place like I don't know like why is this here. Like with everything else in the movie, well, well, I, uh, I don't know. I didn't understand it. However, on the flip side, okay, 
I did watch another one on uh, The Last Drive-In, and it's one that I had been recommended, and I wanted to check it out at some point, point. it just took me forever to finally get around to it. It's called One Cut of the Dead. Okay. Have you ever heard, I've of, heard of that? I have not. No. Now, this was another Japanese horror film, and I'm going to use the term horror loosely. Okay. Horror comedy, and even, the, even again, I'm going to say horror very, very loosely. I would like you to check it out. In fact, anybody who hasn't seen it, I'd love you to check it out because uh-huh. I don't want to say a lot about it. And because so, um, I'd have to find it on this show. Uh, you you could probably find it somewhere else. I mean, okay. you could look around for it. Called One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. Yeah. I I don't want to say too much because the opening shot is I'll give you this as an impressive feat because I watched, I paid close attention and I was like, are they really doing this? Are they really doing this? This is really great. One 37 minute shot. No No cuts. No cuts. They said, now in the trivia bit that Joe Bob started with, I think they said they had to do it seven times before they actually got it right. I would imagine that's a lengthy cut, man. Yeah. But thirty seven. Especially in minutes. our day and age where we don't let one shot stand for more than three or four seconds anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's impressive on its own. But there's a twist in this movie that should have been clear and I didn't quite catch it. Okay. And then eventually as everything starts to unfold, you're like, son of a bitch. There it all is. Yeah, like course. you start to see it. But it's really, really good. And like I said, horror, loose term. Because okay. I don't even know if I would want to call this horror. Like maybe suspenseful? Oh, yeah, for sure. But like So maybe just more of like a suspense comedy thriller? or Well, okay. lean, well I'll lean, have to see. Yeah, I'll say lean more toward the comedy. Don't go in expecting to see a gory zombie film. Let's just put it that way. Okay. Like, do do understand that that's what it's going to seem like. But that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay. So. I'm not going to let you tell me anymore. Yeah, what I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything, but everyone go check that movie out. It's, it's, it, it really kind of threw me for a loop and I was like, I'll oh, be damned. That's, that's kind of clever. All right. Yeah, so. Yeah. So what have you been playing? I actually played a lot of little stuff this week. I got kind of sucked in. Um, I went through my humble bundle (laughs) and uh, I started this other game called Iris and the Giant, which is another um, roguelike card game uh, with a like a loose story in there. Uh, I, I got sucked into it i've been enjoying it i don't know what else to say it's like you got these little demons that are across the screen and you get a certain set amount of cards that you can play it's almost like a puzzle too because you get hit so many times you're done and you got to climb the different floors of this uh tower if you will and uh it could get quite challenging because those cards don't go right back into your hand yeah they go away, and then you've got to hopefully within the because there'll be also like boulders and rocks and stuff that'll get in your way. Sometimes you have to break those open to find more treasure chests to get more cards. Because if you run out of cards, it's over. 
you run out of health, it's over, you start over. So it's been an interesting, fun challenge. And so if you're into those like card roguelike kind of games, I definitely recommend Iris and the Giant. It's a lot of fun. And there's a bunch of different modes. If you're the type that's like, eh, this is too easy. We have nightmare mode for those nice. of you mm. who hate yourself for whatever reason. <laughs> um, and for whatever reason, I finally leaned into one of the Steam recommendations because sometimes they'll just throw up a Steam of like, hey, this has been in your library. Want to check it out? You know? <laughs> and so it was called Do Not Feed the Monkeys. I feel like I've heard of it. You probably have, and I don't know why it took me so long to finally just click play on this game, and I'm glad I did. (laughs) That was when I was up so late last night playing. I just got, like, sucked into it. So very loose story is my friend got me into this company where we watch these primates on a screen, right? And it's, you start off with four screens that you've bought into. You're just observing. That's all it is. And you'll be watching something happen in someone's life. And you will take notes down from keywords. But first, you got to know what time of day it's like going to be activated. You got to buy more cameras to stay in the club. So if you want to reach level two, you got to get six cameras within five days. Then you need nine cameras, then 12 as you keep going along. But you also got to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, like eat and sleep and then go make money, too, because you got rent or you're going to have to I already said you got to pay 50 bucks for those cameras each time and you got to pay the cameras to stay in the thing. And it's you get sucked into these little damn stories that they created for you, man. Cause it's like, okay, what time of day are they on? So if I sleep right now, I'll wake up at 11 PM, which means that dude will be awake and probably I'll get more of a clue. And then as you get the clues, you use their search <coughs> engine on your computer to like, look up more stuff. And so the whole, they say, don't mess with the monkeys, right? Do not feed the monkeys. But of course you're gonna, you start finding like phone numbers and it's like, well, I could just call this person and do this, or I could record this one and send it to the news and all, you know? So like, of course you're going to feed the monkeys right? (laughs) and get all the way to the top. So I've gotten like a few different endings. I would say if you wanted to sit down and just play like one run through of it, assuming you always make rent on time and don't kick, get kicked out or anything like that um, or uninstall the app <laughs> you know where you just like uninstall it and the game's just like okay well we're done uh, but I've had several different endings I have gone to jail I have made it out I have you know <laughs> I've had a lot of different stuff but it's cute and like I got really sucked into it and it auto generates each game huh. so I've played through it a couple times and yeah, I've, I've gotten a lot of repeat ones, but I've, I've still been finding new stories, new lives to peek in, peek in on that wasn't generated in my first couple playthroughs. So it's, and each one could go a little different, which is what I'm finding too. Like maybe this story, I do upload it to the news or maybe I just call them and try to bribe them on my own and make money that way. Or mm-hmm. you could just let it go and let it let the story play itself out until it's done. You know, don't even messing with them. Uh, but I get addicted to the cash, so I play it super evil. I'm like all sorts of blackmailing everyone <laughs> and taking all of my bribes. And some dude knocks, the mailman knocks on my door. I live in apartment 16 and he's always got a package for 36. I take it! <laughs> And I sell it, whatever it is. So, so maybe one of these days I'll try to play it where I'm legit 
just observing and sure. seeing how that plays out. Maybe I don't go to jail because, like, the FBI, I think, is actually who moves in. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Depends on how you play it, I think. But I recommend that one. I really do. I'm, like, super addicted to it right now, as you could tell, because I never went back to control this week. I need to uh, yeah. get back onto that one. This one sucked me in. And then I played through um, an FMV called Log Time No See, which was a um, Chinese one. Fantastic. All right. I enjoyed the story. It was like it was just it was well done. The acting was well done. Um, it also had a couple of different endings, depending on how you worked it. So kind of a murder mystery thriller kind of game. Mm-hmm. And of course, in, in most of those, you're trying to find clues and discover more. And it's another one of those that if you found the right clue, another video or another path would open up so yeah long time no see i think it was on sale for like six or seven bucks when i picked it up totally worth it totally worth it well i think one playthrough will take you about an hour and a half and then definitely go back because you're gonna play it a little bit differently so you can unlock more videos and stuff so that i think was all i've uh dug into this week so a lot of smaller indie stuff but and nothing wrong with Some that. Some good games there. Some good games. And I promise I will get back to control. I don't know why it just didn't appeal to me this week. <laughs> I think the mechanics are a little bit monotonous, and I've got to get past that somehow. Like, yeah. I'm getting kind of tired of just going in and shoot, 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 knock them down, knock them down. I can understand story, that. You know? So I got to get to upgrading or something to kind of mix it up, I think. That's mm-hmm. my only downfall with it so far. I'm liking the story. I like the aesthetic. I like the world they built. I think the mechanics were just getting a little boring for me. So I can only sit down and play it for like maybe a couple hours at a time. And then I want to go do something else for a while. I recommend getting all your power-ups if you can, like your abilities. Because Mm -hmm. what abilities do you have thus far? I don't even know if it's that much. Um, I'm sure you've got the the pushy one. I mean, you start with that. Yeah, that. And then I think I did a couple with the gun, too. So the gun, I think I have three now where... Um, you know, it's the regular shoot straight mm. and then it can fire spray, I guess, yeah, like, like it readjusts that way. Um, and then what are the powers that I have left now? Do you have telekinesis? Yes. So I can, you know, I do that and I can grab things and shoot it at them. I have mm. the shield. Okay. I have... Um, Oh my gosh, maybe a week, putting a week in it. Now I'm already forgetting what I have. It'll probably be like so bad picking it back up. Like, where did I leave off? Um, I feel like I keep grabbing all of her special stuff. And maybe that's why. Because I feel like that one move is OP, man. Yeah. Where I could just like grab stuff and throw it, like no matter what the size. Now I know that there was some that they'll dodge it real fast. But that still gives me that opportunity to quickly raise my gun and fire at him as they dodged. So, so far, I've kind of figured out some of the patterns, with the exception of the ones where you get overrun. Yeah, like, that's, I haven't gotten that far yet. But. That's where the, the the powers and everything will shoot you in the foot. Like, if you're, you're thinking you can rely on that, but you're getting mm-hmm. bombarded from all sides, it can screw you over pretty quick. Yeah, because, like, even that shield <laughs> only lasts for so long. Like, you got to keep moving. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll save you from dying probably at that moment, but you got to keep moving out of the way or it'll eventually break it down and kill you. Um, but I feel like I've been putting a lot into her powers. For me, I've always been more of a fan of, like, the magical from a distance kind of fighting anyway. Mm-hmm. So that's 
always where I was going to go because I find those more interesting because I can't be magic in real life. Right. Anyone can have a gun or anything like that, but like magic? Nah, yeah. I want to be Just magic. <laughs> so, but yeah, so what have you been playing? Well, I had to find something else to play since concrete, or I said concrete, control mm. was done. Concrete jungle or genie. God damn it. Why do I keep calling it jungle? Steven talking. I, take two. That is that is what I, concrete genie. Okay. Is what I played. Okay. One of the <laughs> games I played. Uh, that one I actually played to completion because it was uh, kind of like what you said. The, the indie titles were kind of calling mm-hmm. me this week and I wanted to play something short and sweet. It's a really interesting game. Like, I love yeah. the design aesthetic. I would say the controls are a little iffy. And I say that iffy is because they added this uh, motion control to the PlayStation controller. Mm-hmm. And I don't like trying to draw with a controller like that. If you're going to give uh, me drawing capabilities. Joystick? Yeah, give me the, the, give me the move. Bed. No, no, no. With the controller. So you're just... Doing, oh, like moving the controller itself. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and they tell you, I ah, don't, 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 you don't have to move it all that much. It's like, yeah, but in your head, you're struggling with that concept. Mm-hmm. And I did run into this problem, and I don't know if this is a problem on all the others or if it's just however, maybe I was doing something wrong. But you can center where the control, like the paintbrush or whatever it's supposed to be, starts. But mine would drift. Like it would come off Maybe to the side. You have the drift for the motion control, though. I was curious I about mean, that. I don't know, cause like I mean, a lot of the reports were just being like you wouldn't be doing anything with the controller, and it just starts kind of like you're. It looks on screen like you are moving it, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's a good point for the motion. I don't know. Because for everything else, it doesn't, I mean, that's not been the case. It's just when I was in that motion control situation, uh, it would just kind of, I was like, what is going on? Why is this happening? And I would get so mm-hmm. freaking mad. It wouldn't happen sure. all the time, though, either. But it was just, it was frustrating because I'm trying to aim at something. And it's just like, no, I'm going to go over here and hang out. And it's like, no, back. But beyond that, that one little control snafu. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very interesting game. It was very unique because it didn't it didn't start off with any kind of combat. It was just you go around and you're painting the town and you're trying to to remove the darkness from the town, mm-hmm. and you can create whatever you want in essence of like they'll give you pages to a notebook or a sketchbook that you have, and then whatever's on the sketchbook you can kind of create on the walls, but you can do it however you want. Like, they don't have one section where it's just like, hey, you have to do this and this. Now, sometimes the characters that you encounter, which are your genie friends, like mm-hmm. these little characters you can design, like they'll okay. give you a body and you can paint them up to down to make them, you know, bipeds. Or you can go, you know, left to right and turn them into quadrupeds if you want. You can give them ears, tails, horns, whatever you want to do. You can create them however you want. And then same with all your paintings on the walls. You can paint that whatever. cute. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. So all that kind of, you know, plays through and, and you're just trying to, to liven up the city or the town that you live in. It's like more like a harbor town okay. somewhere. Um, 
And then eventually it shifts into a combat. Like after you get to a certain point, they add combat elements, which I was kind of surprised at, but it doesn't feel foreign. You know, okay. it feels like it was a natural way of doing it. And then, I don't know, it was just, it was really neat because I didn't expect it to go that route. And then it did. And I was like, all right, well, and it works. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of change up how I played because I wasn't being combative in any way prior to that. And it's like, oh, no, now, now you've got to fight. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, I wasn't, ex- <laughs> I wasn't ready for that, but I'll do my best. Let's go. Yeah. yeah. But I, I really enjoyed it. Um, so I would recommend it. And I even went back and kind of cleaned up, did some trophy cleaning and whatnot. And it was, it was fairly, fairly easy. So nice. I wouldn't say that it's, if you're that kind of person it's not worth doing, it's actually worth doing. It wouldn't nice. take you too long. Uh, and then after I finished that, I was trying to figure out what else I wanted to play. And I was looking through my library and I was just like, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, I guess I'm still looking for something bright and colorful. And then I forgot that I had Nino Cooney 2 on my shelf because I've been oh, forgetting yeah. about that. Yeah. It was uh, one that my son got me. So I popped that in the disk drive and said, all right, now's the time. So I'm going to do that. So I played it for probably about 45 minutes last night, trying to get a feel of the game. Mm-hmm. I think I do like the, the art style and everything, especially in like sharp, crisp HD you know, sure, 4K yeah. or whatever. Oh, it looks phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I like the combat system because it's reminding me a little bit of, um, I guess, kind of what they did in Final Fantasy VII Remake where you're not going into a battle. It's mm-hmm. like you see the enemies, you approach them, and you fight within kind of a confined area. Okay. And then just do your thing and, and you're... I don't know. I... I I like traditional RPGs sometimes, but I also kind of like this, you know, hey, there's an enemy. I, do I want to fight it? Yes hybrid. or no? Yeah. yeah. I don't like, I think that's what used to aggravate the shit out of me with a lot of RPGs. Is like, you're just trying to get somewhere. And it's like, fight. And it's like, all right, thank you. You get out of it. Two steps. Fight. And it's like, yeah, that, please. That, that eventually can start yeah. to wear on you, sure. It's like, I just want to get to the town. You it's right there. You walk two blocks. Can you just... <laughs> Yeah. I mean, for God's sakes, it was just like, I just want to go somewhere. <laughs> I just wanted to buy something, man. <laughs> Walk into the shop. So I do res- I do appreciate seeing my enemies and making mm-hmm. that choice, you know, and saying, mm-hmm. yes, I feel like fighting or no, I just, I just want to go. I just want to go somewhere. And I feel like I'm more inclined to fight if I can see them, you know. It's like I see them, I kind of look <laughs> at my enemies. Size them up. Yeah, I'm just like. Yeah, I'm gonna take that some bitch on. <laughs> I can do that. I can do that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so come on, what? So, uh, I also did play something uh, else, but I'll talk about it later. Ooh, maybe a little tease for what's to come. Excellent. So, what All you got right. in the news department? Let's see. We actually had quite a bit. Like this is gonna be more news heavy, less quickets this week. Mm-hmm. But I think lots of good conversation. Um, let's just get the dumb stuff out of the way. Okay. Just get it out of the way, because this is a conversation that I know, even you, Stephen, we're just exhausted of having it. We're exhausted. So another lawmaker this week decided to look for a scapegoat again instead of, I don't know, doing their effing job and creating opportunities or whatever it is they're elected to do. But Representative Marcus Evans Jr., a Democrat even, 
out of Chicago, hmm. introduced a bill that would amend a pre-existing law banning certain video games from being sold to minors, instead now to ban it outright across the state. And I'm sure you all know what game they pointed to. Hmm. I'm sure you do. It's the same game that's been pointed at since, I don't know, 2009 or 2013. I, I don't know. What year is it now? Anyway, GTA. Yay. <laughs> of course, we have to blame it once every five to 10 years, I think. Um, so like I said, unless I traveled back in time and I just missed that part. Uh, but who the hell knows? I didn't know Rockstar had this much power throughout the years. But so this uh, dipshit representative <laughs> thinks that uh, all the carjackings in the city that has been up over the last several months, of course, had to come from video games because who in the hell could have thought of this on their own? As they said, this bill would prohibit the sale of some of these games that promote the activities that we're suffering from in our communities, Evan says, according to the Chicago Sun-Times. Uh, the fact that we've been having this fight for over 20 years <laughs> and have had researched it and researched it and researched it and researched it. It's just, I'm so tired. Mm -hmm. I'm so tired. Like, I, I feel like all representatives do these days is just look for something to blame instead of coming up with solutions. And it's just so tiring. Well, my biggest thing with that whole argument that he's making now. Right. Is when, when was GTA last in the news? I mean, we talk about it here and there because we're right. expecting a new game. Right. But GTA 5 is how old? Well, this last one, 5, 2013, okay. was when 5 released. So, eight years ago, mm -hmm. and we're bringing it up to point fingers at an eight-year-old game now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I understand it's still running, but now. Who's talking about it? Not this me. Guy. Him. This guy. He probably picked up a 10-year-old newspaper and was like, and just forgot <gasps> to, you know, change mm -hmm. the two and the one, you know. Just yeah. Like, oh, duh. Anyway, I don't know. Whatever. Uh, screw you, Marcus. Like, I'm very disappointed. And I love that in this day and age of digital that we think that's going to do anything anyway. But whatever. It's just, it's another thing he gets to waste his time on and our tax dollars on. Yay! Moving on. <laughs> so freaking tired of this argument um cdpr of course was in the news again this week we'll just get theirs out of the way early too um we've already kind of discussed that they've been issuing dmca on twitter users now who've been sharing the stolen source code from their studios mm -hmm. um so if you are one of those that are sharing links to torrent sites on how to find this stuff they are issuing these specifically in this one case was for gwent the stolen source code for that. Uh, the notices were sent out to at least two users already, one of whom confirmed that the offending tweet linked to the torrent site uh, for the Gwent source code. Um, so you will get one. Uh, the description was uh, illegally obtained source code of Gwent the Witcher game posted without authorization, not intended to release to the public. And I imagine this is further reaching than Twitter as well. But as you know, nothing exists first unless it's happened on Twitter. Mm -hmm. So we had to get Twitter out of the way, of course. Uh, but, of course, coming with this, all things, looks like their next patches will be delayed because of this as well. And I know everyone's like, yeah, 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 they probably were going to delay it anyway. 
But hear them out in this case. So the ransomware attack reportedly has caused the developers to not be able to make any progress for weeks uh, because it attacked the IT infrastructure. And uh, basically, a lot of the developers were even told to turn in their PCs so they could be looked over to make sure there was no malware or anything left on them. Uh, With a lot of them still working from home, this also caused them to not be able to log in remotely to access a lot of the stuff for them to be able to do their work. So in this case, they just got screwed by getting stolen from, and then now it caused all these others problems in their own network to where they just couldn't work. Um, They weren't able to log into the company's VPN. Um, Yeah, so they're looking for the back end of March for that next update that was supposed to come here in the next week or so. I just hope that the developers are okay because it seems like the hackers may have had access to personal information, um, including Polish identification numbers and passport details, leading the company to tell the staff to maybe go ahead and freeze your accounts and report all of this to the relevant authorities. Um, Screw you, company, for whichever one that, like, stole this stuff like they were already having a bad enough time but i feel so bad for these developers man they just want to make a game they want to do it well and it's like all of these outside forces just keep screwing them over so devs i feel bad and i hope your identities are safe i hope for the love of god the last thing you have to deal with now is your identity being stolen and having to go through all of that horrible mess mm-hmm. um ea had a heck of a week eh yeah. <laughs> well, they took a good shift, though. One that I, I can applaud. It's a shame it took this long for it to finally hit them upside the head and realize it. But they finally removed multiplayer mode and making it a mandatory thing in all of their games from here to forth. Because they, I didn't actually realize, and I guess I should have, that they were kind of forcing these developers to come up with like these online functionalities just to keep, you know, squeezing the cash cow out of every game that you could. Mm -hmm. Um, And I admit, I completely lost interest in Dragon Age 4 once I finally realized what they were doing with it. Because in my head, I'm like, this is not Dragon Age. You're wanting to make Anthem for Dragon Age? Mm -hmm. No. No, that's not what this game is even a little bit. But EA finally removed the multiplayer mode for Dragon Age 4. God. So apparently even the developers were like, what are you doing? Fine. We'll try to figure out how to make this multiplayer, but this is not Dragon Age. So developers, thank you for your fight. And it looks like the biggest reason here was they got to go back and look at the success of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Single player game. Remember Uh EA told us they were dead. That single player games were dead. Remember, they tried to tell us this for several years now. And now if you have the success of this... Coupled with the flop that is Anthem, more to come, apparently they finally looked at themselves and said, hey, maybe not every game has to be a multiplayer cash cow with a ton of loot boxes. So EA's finally allowed the Dragon Age developers to remove all of the multiplayer functions and to continue as you were. And now I might actually be interested in the game again with it being a single player RPG like it was. For the last however iterations it was. Anyway, (laughs) I was so mad about that. Uh, But yeah, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order got in the hands of 10 million players in the first four months. So I think we finally finally told EA we want single player games. 
we want them. I don't know. I need EA to go down. Yeah. I'm so sick of them having all the good stuff and then this crap happens. Uh, but with all this said and done, I mean, even with EA pushing this multiplayer thing, that's what led to the departure of the creative director, Mike Laidlaw, and caused some employees to just dismiss this new Dragon Age game altogether because even they were like, this is not Dragon Age. Um, so uh, since 2018, they've been working on this. So with this getting scrapped, it probably means this is going to be even later coming out um, because now they can actually shift their focus to what it should have been in the first place instead of what they've been trying to do with it for the last two years. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Anthem and EA and Bioware, because it's all the same people. True. Anthem next. Got the axe. It is no longer getting worked on. It was supposed to be the next iteration of Anthem. Um, The studio is saying that it will continue to maintain Anthem servers for the OG version. So the one people are playing now, I suppose for as long as it's feasible. I I, I honestly don't know how many people are still playing the game. Um, But yeah, if you were hoping for that next iteration of Anthem... It's not happening. It's not happening. All I can say is nobody was. So <laughs> it's starting to sound like it, right? Ah, oh, it's kind of a shame. But <laughs> I don't know. I, I think this is kind of what you get for just kind of always trying to make every game the same game. Mm-hmm. You want every game to be the same game. <laughs> anthem with dragons anthem with star wars anthem with it we'll see what you do we'll see what you do hopefully they just <laughs> take off that hold you're gonna but, use a, a better blueprint next time <laughs> instead of anthem or listen to the devs for crying out loud jesus christ they're, give they're, them more credit than you're giving them please they they don't make the money the company does you know they they understand money and money's good and <laughs> we look at the graphs that's enough, right? We don't look at all the other stuff. Um, but lastly, with EA, they uh, they actually had to can a game that they've been working on for six years already as well. <laughs> uh, the game, uh, it was codenamed Gaia. And I feel like I read about this a little while ago. We heard a little smidge about it in 2015, according to the reports that I was uh, reading back up on this, um, when EA hired video game uh, with Jade Raymond. Remember mm-hmm. when they yeah, hired yeah, yeah. them? Um who was known for overseeing, you know, the Assassin's Creed and Watchdog series over at Ubisoft. Um, so came over to do a similar open world action adventure game, which was supposed to be Gaia. Um, things were shifted in the studio, though, and it sounds like Gaia never really even stood a chance. So as of right now, um, they're also calling it quits on that Montreal division. So Motive, which Jade is with, will still stay there. They're just shifting all the focus from all those other games to something else EA has planned, as they're telling us. 37, 40-something games coming down the pike. I don't know. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so if you were looking forward to that one, seems like EA just kind of canned a bunch of stuff this week. Oh, I just spat so far. Did she see that? Oh, my God. There was a barrier, so I didn't get <laughs> spat on. Well, I know, but it just like... Anyway, I spat so far. You were excited. I was. I was <laughs> excited that they were going down the tubes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, 
let's see. Uh, let's start before we get into the big meat of Sony this week. Um, there was some rumors floating around. It seems that PlayStation is uh, bringing an end to Sony Japan Studio. Unfortunately, really? uh, this is their oldest first party developer. And uh, according to the Video Games Chronicles, which is the article that uh, they were interviewed in, uh, the vast majority of the staff has already been let go. Um, and their contracts that were going to be re-upped in April will not. So that was supposed to happen on April 1st. Um, the Asobi team, though, which is the devs behind the Astrobot games, mm-hmm. they will be a standalone studio within Sony Japan. So some of the staff will, that was part of Studio Japan will be moved over to join Asobi. Um, while some, ha- some have actually gone on to work with, uh, let's see if I can say this, Kichiro Toyama, Sounds at good. his new studio, studio. Um, Toyama was the one who left Japan Studio late last year and was the creative director or was the director behind Silent Hill and Gravity Rush. Gotcha. So when they split, some of them now has gone to his new studio as well. It also stated that external development and other divisions will be relocated within PlayStation um, starting April 1st as well. So. Apparently, in an effort to rebuild some operations over there. They're closing one door, but keeping the other one and kind of merging everything into this Asobi team um, and keep focusing on things like Astro's Playroom, things like that that they've been developing for Sony. So it's kind of sad. Sad, but as long as the spirit of the studio is still alive, um, I mean, do whatever you got to do, but I don't want to lose because they made a lot of great games. Yeah. So I'd hate to see that. All the jobs is what I just, I like, that's what's teared me apart this last year is just ugh, Hmm. these great, creative, talented people. And there's nothing you can do. So hopefully a lot of them have found new homes. And it sounds like, at least according to the article, um, they've either got moved or some of them have moved on and found other things. So I wish them all the best. Uh, But let's talk about State of Play. Yeah. May as well, right? That was probably the, I guess, biggest thing this week. Mm -hmm. Um. Let's see. Well, let's just talk about it. I don't know. I, I, I left it feeling a little meh, but I feel like that's just going to be the state of things this year because probably if you are looking forward to something, it's probably gotten delayed. Mm-hmm. Um, but they did open with Crash Bandicoot 4 for PS5. Um, if you have it on PS4, you get the upgrade. Um, and your game should supposedly carry over from the 4 to the 5. But I never really played them. I should have maybe. I feel like that was something I guess I missed in my childhood because I'm the age group that should have. Yeah. But like I told you, I, I tried playing that new one and I just, yeah. it's not for me. It's, it's too little too late. Platformers have to be a certain type of platformer before I really get sucked into yeah. it. The 3D ones never really did it for me. Mm-hmm. I need my 2D side scroller and uh, I don't know why. It's camera angles for me with 3D platformers. Like, I don't think anyone's nailed it yet, and it gets me yeah. all sick and well, took around. And- the, the 3D platformers can be, I mean, there are a lot of great ones out there. The problem with this one is they are sticking to an old aesthetic by putting a new coat of paint on it. Mm-hmm. And okay. I know that that's simplifying it for all those crash <laughs> defenders out there. But you don't know nothing, man. It's still an old, because it's this narrow ass walking through, like, tunnel vision. And I just, Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Yeah, it's, I'm not a fan myself. Uh, Mm -hmm. But if you are a fan of the games, it does look nice. 
and it does look like they've probably upgraded the mechanics to fit better with the newer consoles and everything. So I'm excited for you guys. Yeah. I just can't get into those particular games. But uh, we did see more on Returnal, which actually does. I see. I thought you might actually like that one. That one looked the combat looks nuts. I mean, I, it's not. It's one I'd like to watch. It looks too nuts for me. It looks like I'd be salty the entire time and mm-hmm. just raging and breaking stuff. I lost interest the moment they said that the maps change. I was like, nope. I don't, oh, you don't like, like that? that mechanic. I don't okay. like it. I want to have a straightforward understanding of where I'm going. I don't like shit changing on me after I die. So I just, I, I'm not interested anymore. All right. Well, that's fair. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, you know, randomize. So when you die and restart, the map can change on you to keep you on your toes so you can constantly keep adapting. So if you like that kind of challenge, it looks like it's got a lot of it in store for you. I personally thought the monsters looked pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Brutal shooting mechanics and constant movement like that. It's not really for me. I get, I, it's too much on the screen. It's just a personal preference. Same reason why I couldn't get into MOBAs and stuff. Or like even Fortnite, like it's just, it's too much. It's too fast. There's, too, I, I can't keep up. Sorry if that doesn't make me a real gamer, <laughs> but um, it's just it's too much for me. Uh, but Knockout City looked kind of fun if you're into that cooperative multiplayer kind of thing. It was like a team-based dodgeball game, a mm-hmm. uh, tiny dodgeball BR. I say Kinda. tiny because it looked like four people was about the most on a team, uh, but it did look fun. I yeah. like cooperative games, so... I'd be more inclined to play this one out of all the multiplayer ones, but I still can see me being salty. This would be one, like, I wouldn't have any interest in it, but if I had a, a group of friends that wanted to play it, I would be into mm-hmm. it. But beyond that, I probably won't play it unless I have friends. That's fair. <laughs> and I don't have any friends. I know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I have the same oh. Uh, let's see. What did you think of that Sifu game by Slow Clap? I want to know more. I don't feel like we got enough. And yeah. it's in- it's intriguing enough that they got my attention. Now I want to know more. Right. I agree. I liked the art style. The art style was really cool to me. Um, I like sometimes those kind of fighting games. I mean, I'll get into a Yakuza. I'll get into, you know, so... Yeah, I'm with you there. I want to know a little bit more. It seems very, very early, mm-hmm. which is probably why we didn't really get look like just kind of the fighting down. Yeah. That was pretty much all you got a little bit of a taste for. Um, but I'm I'm a fan of indie side of things, even if it's, you know, coming from there. So it's supposed to be a both PS4 and PS5. Check it out if you didn't. Sifu. It looks interesting. Uh, Solar Ash. By Heart Machine, another 3D platformer. I don't know. I think I could get into this. I like the color. There would be your bright colors that you were Mm -hmm. looking for because it's definitely a very colorful. uh, It's like focused on just speed and mobility. Um, You're in a black hole they -hmm. called the Ultra Void, which has been consuming the world around them. And you play the Void Runner. Who goes into this void to save her world. And it really is gorgeous. The monsters looked incredible too. Um, This one uh, they were saying later on in 2021. So if you're a fan of 3D platformers. This must have been a great state of play for you. For sure. (laughs) I feel like that was the the biggest thing. 
And then um, there was another Five Nights at Freddy's game. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> like, I watched the whole trailer. I didn't see anything new from ones in the past. But I've not played them, if I'm going to be fair. I've watched a lot of them. I'll give them credit for this. Their trailers do paint an interesting picture. It's but true. it's it. if you've played any of them and you have had no interest, it's that idea of, oh, it's that again. But it's a great trailer. Yeah. But I'm not going to play it. It's just giving me nightmares for my showbiz days, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You know, my first grade birthday party is now ruined, but it's fine. It's fine, <laughs> Freddy's. It's fine. Uh, Odd World Soul Store. This is one we've been talking about off and on. Uh oh, you were about to say something. No, no, no. I was just going to say $20 to anybody who caught your showbiz reference. Continued. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. Don't even, don't even explain it. Just okay. keep going. Odd World Soul Store. Uh, which they call a 2.90 platformer, which they claim adds more depth and immersion for the player. I don't know what the 2.90, I looked at it so it didn't completely spin around. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just, I guess, just a smidge. I don't know. They take advantage of the dual sense haptic feedback, though, apparently. So every time like his heart beats, if he's in a situation where he's getting all upset, you can feel it mm-hmm. in there, or even with the fighting, with the resistance. I don't know. I haven't gotten my hands on one. So this is one you're going to have to tell me because apparently it releases April 6th and will be the uh, PS Plus game. For April 6th through May 3rd. So you'll have to tell me. Because I don't have PlayStation 5. So I don't know all the fun stuff that comes with the controller. I don't know if I'll play it. Because I have played... For science though? Maybe for science. This was... I got played a few entries. And it was... Yeah. I just couldn't get into it. For whatever reason, it just was not keeping my attention. It was like, yeah, I could see where somebody could get into this. But uh, it's just not... Just not for me. That's fair. Eh. That's fair. I mean, I I might try it just because it is PlayStation PS Plus game. But I I, I mean, I, I'm still on the four and like the OG four, not even mm-hmm. like the slim or, you know, the pro. <laughs> so I ain't got no fancy bells and whistles, but I can play the game. But I mean, for free. Sure. I could try sure, it out. Right, exactly. For free, for free. It's interesting. This is what I think Bug Snacks, they did the same thing, right? Yeah. It, the, the month it released, you got it for free as a PS Plus member. So Bugsnacks. seems like it's worth to have the PS Plus. I know. I never, I don't even know if we grabbed it. I might have missed it. Damn it. Missed my opportunity. I'm so rarely on the PlayStation that I, I forget. Uh, but we did get some more look at Death Loop. I don't know if we really got anything that new. I, I feel like we've seen it at this point. Now I'm just just re- release it. I don't, <laughs> and I don't feel like we've shown anything new about it in a while. But it's just like wow, it really has like that thief dishonored vibes. The more and more it goes on, like, like the the way the play style is mm. feels very dishonored. Not saying that was a bad thing. No. I enjoyed that game, but it was just like wow, especially out of this last trailer, maybe because they did a little bit more of the first person gameplay spliced into the trailer it just really screamed those vibes especially sure. with those moves where they zip real fast and then stab them or sneak in behind them like that i'm i'm down i've been ready to play it for a while uh don't know when we're gonna get to but <laughs> there you go hold on can i can i roll back just a minute because yeah, maybe yeah. i blanked for a moment 
But did you mention a game called Kenna and the Bridge of Spirits? I didn't. I actually... Okay, thank God. Go ahead if you want to, because I think I purposefully skipped it because nothing about it seemed unique or different. No, 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 that's fine. No, it's just... <laughs> I looked... I, I, you had it written down, and then I just I skipped did. over it. Yeah, no, I started fair. to think, did I blank? Did I Did I miss you talking about it? Uh, no, because you I were going actually, down my list, and I was just like, okay... But no, no um, go ahead if you want to. Like, I think I, I do remember writing about it, then actively deleting it. Like, I remember going, nothing I wrote seems anything new. But okay. go ahead. Go ahead. I just wanted to make sure I didn't misspeak. No. Because then I'm sitting here talking about this whole other game, and you're just like, okay. <laughs> and I'm just moving <clears throat> on with my life. Yeah. No, that one, I mean, it looked gorgeous and everything. But it just, I, I, think, I don't know. I think it looking, the way it looks is what will draw me to it. Um, but if it doesn't bring anything unique or, uh, do something different that, that would keep me intrigued or interested long period, I don't mm-hmm. feel like the graphics, but beyond that, I mean, it looks like it could be an animated feature, which I, I'm really surprised at, Yeah, you know, so that I'm, could be. I think I'm interested because of the way it looks and then we'll see from there. Right. But continue to where you were going. I, I would need a little bit more gameplay stuff. Like, I'm on to them now. Mm. I don't trust my first, second, third trailers. I got, you know. But yeah. I, I feel like it's smarter at the bottom. They're putting in now mixture of this footage or from PC, you know, mm-hmm. not quite on there. So <laughs> maybe they're starting to learn their lesson a little bit there. Stop promising us gameplay. It's a very smart disclaimer. This it is really not- is. <laughs> Whatever. We totally didn't understand the last one, which I guess is fair if that's industry speak. But then the way it sounds to us, like there's no gameplay. Hey, man. You know, the gameplay footage <clears throat> is different. Okay, mm-hmm. we, yeah, we're not going to understand that. Change your change your wording. Sure. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they rounded off their presentation with a look at the final Fantasy VII remake, Intergrade, uh, which is to be released on June 10th. Mm-hmm. Uh, showing off how fancy pants it looks moving on up to the PlayStation 5. Although um, it seemed like they were knocking their own last console. It's just the way that it felt where it was like side by side, look at PlayStation 4 and then look at the 5. And I'm like, but you made both. I know what you're trying to do, but it just felt very. <laughs> it's like, like, Screw it's, you plebs that are on our last console. <laughs> Well, that's how you sell, because it's like, I know it looked great here, but look at it here. Ooh, you want one, don't you? Does this make me weird where I honestly, maybe it's my monitor, I don't know. I thought the four side looked better. And there were were moments where I felt like, okay, well, I kind of prefer the four, uh, whatever you did. Yeah. I like the richer colors. I don't know. It's really weird. Uh, maybe that's just my own personal preference, but like, especially it, it slapped me in the face when they did the side by side. I think it was of some sort of doorway mm-hmm. where on the four side, I could see the doorway for whatever cave that they were in and a little bit of the fog. And then when they showed the five side, the doorway was basically missing. I couldn't see it. Now, maybe that's the feel you're supposed to get, but I'm that person who turns it up a little bit. I want to see what's going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. When they do that whole thing in the middle where they're like, make sure the you know, left side image is completely missing. The middle is barely seen. You know, like I bump it up just a little bit. I just like to see what I'm doing in my games. <laughs> I will adjust it depending on what game it is. If it's Mm -hmm. like Control, I had to bump it up because I tried doing that, but the game is so damn dark. 
mm-hmm. that you, unless you have light in front of you, it's like, well, you didn't even give me a flashlight, so I don't know where right? I'm at. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, that's me. Maybe that's just my old lady eyes now. Maybe I don't have a good enough monitor. I'm I'm trying to be fair, but I thought the foresight on a lot of it looked better. Uh, but anyway, uh, for the PlayStation 5 fans and owners, you can also get a new chapter featuring Yuffie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you have the PS4 version, you do get the upgrade for free. But keep in mind, the new PS5 version all on its own is now donning that $70 price tag. So we have moved into the next gen pricing. But if you already have it for four, you're good. Supposedly you'll just get that. Uh, but to my understanding, this new chapter is a five exclusive. For this uh, five. I, to, well. If I understood their um, messaging correctly there at the end. Um, but they also adding to that. Uh, they did a surprise announcement for Sony's February State of Play, the Final Fantasy Remake 2 themed mobile game. Woo. I don't know, which is coming for iOS and Android, uh, one of which is the Battle Royale version, while the other yeah. is an abridged retelling of the original game. So if you want Final Fantasy 7 on your phone with modern graphics, it's coming. I don't. <laughs> So that was a surprise. That was a surprise. So uh, if you are a Final Fantasy VII fan, the ending of State of Play was probably just glorious for you. Sure. Um, Unfortunately, I was a little underwhelmed, but I think this might be the case because things we were probably excited for are getting delayed. And uh, this we, we warned you this last year. Mm-hmm. That like 2021 announcements and things like that might be kind of dull and boring because people are still trying to work through the way of the world right now and working from home and all this kind of stuff. So I think, yeah, it's just going to be maybe an underwhelming year for announcements. Yeah. I mean, I'm not expecting a whole lot of anything. Yeah. Like even, um, you know, Nintendo's. Nah, you know, and even they were apologizing, like, we had more, we wanted to show more, but, you know, things are taking longer. And I understand, I understand. And again, first world problems, we've got plenty to do in the meantime. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, but I do have a few quickets. Okay. See, there's a lot of news, a lot of big chunks today, this week. Uh, Stardew Valley board game was released. If you Yay. guys wanted to play the word game, Concerned Ape, which is the developers, have also said that this is their first merchandise project where they are the publisher from start to finish. So mm-hmm. the game is one to four players. And uh, to play one in-game year, they say it takes about 45 minutes per player. And you can there's a lot to do in the game. You can use the rules provided to make it easier or harder. I think it's interesting it got turned into a board game. Go check it out if you like board games. They look kind of cute. It looks like another 10-year Monopoly game, but I don't know if you get mad at each other. Yeah. Because I don't see you having to, like, win or whatever. I don't know. Uh, let's see. PlayStation's Jim Ryan had an interview with GQ last week. Chatted about quite a bit. Um, chatted about VR, which a lot we had kind of discussed the week before. Wasn't a whole lot new there. Um, going on about the PS5 availability. But for me... He was talking about games that are coming to PC, mm-hmm. which we've already seen a little bit. Like Quantic Dreams kind of made its way over. Um, well, are back, I guess I should say, because <laughs> they did start on PC. Um, so you may have seen that the announcement Days Gone is yeah. coming to uh, PC this spring um, with him adding. Um, they've been testing these waters and apparently 
the PlayStation community hasn't given them any backlash, which I find funny that gamers would be like, yeah, I think it's so hilarious how gamers want to like gate their own games for their own consoles. Like, I don't understand why you want less people to play your games, but whatever. But apparently PlayStation people were not giving them any backlash about it moving over to PC. Uh, So it sounds like they're going to continue to plan on things like this moving forward, which is exciting for me. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Not saying that shouldn't be exciting for y'all Sony people. Just be happy. More people are playing it. I I think, I think, I think it would be interesting. I think God of War would probably be one of them they're talking about. Oh, yeah. I'm just guessing. I would bet. He didn't rumor any new games, but. Why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? Why, I mean, Horizon Zero Dawn already did. Yeah. I think I think it would be a smart move. I think it would be great. The only reason that I would assume they wouldn't would be kind of that gatekeeping. Like we'll give you everything else, but this is our this is our pride and joy. Well, they were making all the money yeah. off those sales, so we're gonna have to to hang on to that. And look, I I do get I do understand the purpose of exclusives mm-hmm. because it is console selling. They do serve a purpose, yeah. But I'm like you. I think at some point the game should be available to all consoles. Like, if it's ran its course, and it's yeah. done all it's going to do, and you're discounting the hell out of it, right? then then let it go. Let it go mm-hmm. to other consoles, other places. There may be gamers who've never touched those games simply because they run another console, and now you're right. giving it a second life on another platform, and people are like, you know what? I'm going to try that. And then you're going right. to make your money again. Yeah. Of Why course, not? you'd have to put in the time to develop for that system. Sure. But uh, no, I see your point. And I, I mean, I've said that for a while. I mean, I, I always understood their purpose. Mm-hmm. They want you to buy their console. They want to keep themselves going. They want to have the best first party games. And I still kind of think they do as far as the consoles go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess there's no real like first party PC anything, right? Like you just all kind of buy your own PC, build it, whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, so we'll see what else might be coming to PC over the next uh, year or so. Uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus mm-hmm. was announced to come to the Switch, um, which is reported to take place in the Sino. Did I say that right? Sino, Sino, Sino region mm-hmm. in the world. If you're a Pokemon fan, you know a Pokemon. Pokemon. <laughs> did you hear I said Pokemon? Uh, you did. <laughs> There's somebody out there going, are- "How dare you!" Pokemon fan, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's see, Smash Brothers Ultimate was adding Braverly Default to Spirits this week in celebration of its launch. So mm. they will be added uh, with the new Spirit Board event. If you're a Smash Brothers Ultimate player, um, it's uh, actually underway now. Okay. So you can pair up spirits with Seth and Gloria and Elvis and Adele. Uh, they will appear periodically on the spirit board throughout the event, and it runs until 10 p.m. Pacific on March 2nd. So if you're event players, get on it. Sure. You only got tonight. And then I guess some tomorrow. I used to love that series, but I just I have no interest in it anymore. For Smash Brothers? Yeah. I haven't tried any of the new stuff. I don't, well... I only had just recently gotten a Switch, and I don't really have a two-player. <laughs> I Like I said, I, I'm sure it plays the same mm-hmm. as the others and all, but I, I guess with all this, hey, let's cram all this crap in here, and we'll just continue oh to cram all this crap, and it's going to cost you hundreds of dollars. It's like every I just character, don't, man. Yeah, I just don't. I have no interest in it. And 
that's fine. It just ran its course. It mm. happens. Yeah. It happens. Uh, let's see. And is this my last cricket? No, no, not quite. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, continuing on the Pokemon 25th anniversary celebration, uh, they announced that they're giving away a special Pikachu for Pokemon Sword and Shield for a limited Ooh. time. Uh, so this Pikachu carries Sing, which is a move normally not something you can learn in the games I have read. Uh, this Pikachu is level 25, has a light ball, and special items to boost his stats and attacks. So for you to claim it, listen to me now. Gotta fire up the game. You'll see select mystery gift from the menu screen. Select get with code slash password. Mm-hmm. Follow the prompts to connect online if you weren't already. And then input code P25MUS. 1C P25 music with a 1 all uppercase go 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 get your Pikachu (laughs) Uh, let's see here oh exciting for PlayStation 5 people Uh, they say they're finally adding the internal storage expansion to the console this summer that little slot that's been disconnected that shipped with everything that hasn't been usable up until this point (laughs) Uh, so if you remember it was disabled at launch it just wasn't usable yet but according to Bloomberg who is talking with the people in the know a firmware update will enable the use of this expansion uh, by allowing the internal fans to run at a higher speed because overheating was the biggest concern here with this and I feel like they had some troubles with that even before launch, trying to nail that down. Um, they do go on to add that you will want to wait until Sony releases a list officially approved. Okay? Because the speeds have to match the one already in the system. So don't go buy in just any SSD for this that you find on sale. Wait until they show you the approved NVMe SSD units or else you're just wasting your money or it could ruin your console. Gotcha. So don't go out and get one just yet. <laughs> um, and let's see. Also, if you played PlayStation over the weekend, you might have had a hard time. I was reading some reports that uh, there was an outage that started on Friday um, afternoon and seemed to creep into Saturday as well. It didn't seem to affect every game. Uh, but Sony did say that some games weren't launching, some apps weren't working properly, other network features you might have seen was not working properly. Uh, but they state the PS Network outage began a day after Microsoft's Xbox Live service had a global outage for five hours. Hmm. Nefarious attack? I don't know. I don't know. That's all dun, I could dun, find dun. about it as of the time of us writing. But uh, yeah, G- guess keep checking on it. I didn't notice issues but ours is so old that it's acting funny all the time sometimes we'll just be watching tv with it and it's constantly trying to grab a disc just mm-hmm. on its own just because so, yeah yep. Yeah, might have to turn it down and give it a little break and then turn it back on <laughs> uh all right here we go here's the, here's the quick it to leave us on before we go into our fun, fun well, headliner today uh so a little update on the lawsuit, Apple, Valve, Epic, the whole thing, kit and caboodle. So I think it was last week that we reported um, that Apple was trying to subpoena some records from Valve, uh, about 436 games worth of records dating back to 2015. The judge ordered to hand it over. The judge actually sided with Apple saying <laughs> that Valve has to hand over this info. I'm floored, if I'm honest with you. 
Because I still cannot see how their records has anything to do with Apple. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. Okay. Um, but it was kind of funny that uh, the judge, of course, said to hand it over, but also noted that Apple has salted the earth with subpoenas, telling Val, Val it wasn't just them. <laughs> so trying to make you feel better. <laughs> And then Apple, of course, continues, well, we requested 30000 and then settled for 436 Like, they're doing some huge favor. Like, we could have, now that we've seen the judge would have said, okay, it could have been 30000 I don't know. I still have no idea why Valve has to do this for freaking Apple over apps. It's an app store. Whatever. I know. Anyway, so uh, July 2021 is when the court hearing for the Battle of Epic versus Apple is set to take place. So Valve apparently has till mid-March to hand it over. So that's the last bit of news that I've seen on that one. I good Godspeed, Valve, because I know you're a smaller team. I know you still make a ton of money, but I still know it's a smaller team. Well, I'm sure uh, it sounds like judges are just having a field day with handing over documents because they be handing over documents all all week. It's like, hey, you guys have to hand over documents to to Apple, and hey, uh, somebody has to give up their tax returns, and uh, <laughs> I won't say more than that. Yeah, well, I only think one of those two is still going to happen. But what's mm. our headliner this week? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Before we do oh, that, oh. I got I got two little quickets because I wrote them oh. down. Just had this feeling that they may have gone under your radar. Slip, slip by me. So I wanted, to, I wanted to touch on these. I think I want to touch on the second one I found first, mainly because I guess I want to hear how this makes you feel. Um with this with this little guy i don't i don't know how to feel sometimes so apparently there was a a, a conversation or an interview with tom holland talking mm-hmm. about uncharted okay and he was quoted as saying he worried he's worried that he made a mistake with his performance so maybe he didn't feel like he approached the character correctly or is he setting himself up for what everybody inevitably hates him just because it's a video game character? So you'd be like, well, I told you guys. <laughs> Could be. Could be. Because Maybe he's finding out how toxic we are as a whole. <laughs> Doesn't oh, want death threats. He should have known that going in. You yeah, think? I hope so. But the the boy has this has this way of being a trickster. Like I just I don't know if that's what I wanna wanna think or maybe like you said he's covering his tracks I don't know I don't know if you even saw this but they pulled some little stunt on Twitter or an Instagram oh or all over social media it was him Zendaya and Jacob Batalon I never know how to say his name right the guy that plays Ned in the Spider Man movies okay yeah he's pretty much the trio of the films mm-hmm. and. The first one I saw was Tom Holland's just like, hey, here's the title for the new Spider-Man movie, Spider-Man Phone Home. And you're just like, all right. And then you look over at Zendaya and she's like, hey, I'm excited to share the the title of Spider-Man with you, Spider-Man Home Wrecker. You're like, wait, what? And then Jacob, he's like, hey, here's the title of the new Spider-Man, Spider-Man Home Slice. And you're like, what the shit is going on here? <laughs> this is great. I'm here for it. So they do all this. And then finally, like a few days later, you see like an, a clip on Instagram or, or Twitter and they're walking out of the director's office, all three of them. And he's like, yep, still a fake name. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And they're just like, 
I don't understand why they keep doing this to us. They're like, why won't they just tell us a name? And then one of them's just like, because you're always spoiling stuff. He's like, I didn't spoil anything. Because you all took to Twitter. <laughs> and he's like, no, no, no. You all, he's like, you're all just as guilty. So as they walk by this board off in the background where you see a bunch of scribblings, the title is on the board. Oh, well, then that's cute. So... It was a it was a clever way of getting there, but it was just like okay, okay. Yeah, I see that is what fine. Yeah, I totally missed all of that. Yeah. <clears throat> so it was pretty good. Uh, so we'll see about we'll see about his uh, his performance whenever we ever get a trailer. Right, right. Because I'm sure we could kind of get a sense of it there, but maybe not 100. percent But mm-hmm. a, a tease. I still a taste. think he's going to be fine. Just calm we'll down. see. Second of all, I stumbled upon this today, and I wanted to hear your take because for okay. me. I, I guess I can see it being something that could be popular, mm-hmm. but I guess at the same time in my head, I'm like, why why did we go this direction? Not that I have a problem with it, because I know that was one of the attacks I heard is like, well, why can't this be a thing? I'm not saying it can't. Mm-hmm. It's just odd. Okay. There was apparently a series unearthed on Reddit that was Mortal Kombat related. And I'm guessing Warner Brothers had been looking for a Warner Brothers or a Mortal Kombat series of sorts and had been scrambling through numerous pitches. Well, one actually got to production phase and I guess it got shut down halfway through, but there are animation stills for it and everything. Mortal Kombat Ultra Girls. This is like... The the characters are very cartoonish, anime-ish, you know. Is it an anime or is it actual, like, actors? I no, 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 no. It's, it's, like. it's an animated, like, it the is. characters okay. kind of look like, um, I don't want to say Teen Titans, but kind of think that kind of style okay. where they're style kind of very, very cartoonish, but mm-hmm. they still have the looks of their character uh, okay. looks from the games. So I'm guessing it would be like a comedy lighthearted comedy type with mortal kombat characters maybe for kids i don't know what what did you call oh see mortal i went the uh, other direction because when anything girls i instantly think it's a triple x mm-hmm. situation i get you hear you heard what i said right a mortal kombat show for kids well, we've yeah, already, I heard the for kids later. Yeah. We we've done this. We've done this already. I'm assuming it's for kids, but I'm like you. If you're gonna go that route, why not adult it up? Right. Um, you're just gonna get representative Marcus Evans after you because now all of these girls are gonna start fighting people, and it's clearly because they were marketed Mortal Kombat in a cartoon. Right. And then, just of saying. course, everybody. Or not everybody, but you know, there's those the groups people. out there who are just like, "What's well, it got to be Mortal Kombat for girls?" Oh yeah, yeah those people. Because like Mortal Kombat doesn't have enough men in it already for you. Yeah, I don't know. It's just it seemed like a very odd project. Not to say that it didn't intrigue me, but <laughs> oh, I'm sure. just curious where that that got the green light. They're like, you know what? Hell yeah, let's do that. A Mortal Kombat for kids called Mortal Kombat Girls. Ultra girls. Ultra girls. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, <sighs> I think real quick, they needed to spitball that name a little bit more. But yeah. before before I move on, did you did you hear? Um, I know we talked about it before with the new Mortal Kombat film coming out. Mm-hmm. The they had that new character Cole, 
young or whatever. Sure. And it, we're yeah. all like, who the hell is this supposed to be? Have you heard that there are oh. some very interesting theories about who he actually is? I've, yeah, no, I've not dug in. What I don't want to. I don't want to say anything because it might oh, oh. it might be spoilerific. But after hearing some of the theories and some of the characters, I was like, holy shit, why didn't I think of that? Like, I don't know See, why. I'm not as indoctrinated in the lore, so yeah. I'd probably miss some of it. Well, it's, it's like, they haven't given anything away to where you could just be like, oh, yeah, he, you know, like, there's the, the through line to who he is. But for whatever reason, my brain did not piece together certain elements. Like, one character in particular who he could be. I don't know why I didn't, especially considering the way that the trailer presents itself and who they mm-hmm. seem to be focused on. Right. I mean, that seems like a no-brainer. And I was like, holy crap, why didn't I, why didn't I think about that and piece that together? Like, as, as a very good possibility. Because uh-huh. just because he's got somebody else's name or a name we're unfamiliar with doesn't mean he can't be one of these other characters. True. I mean, I mean, they're allowed to tell their own story, technically. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine. So it just, it kind of caught me off guard because I don't know why I never thought, oh, yeah, duh. Okay. You know? Yeah. That so. might be a hubs in you conversation. Yeah, I won't, I won't say too much because, because <laughs> to me, I would, I mean, I kind of wish that my brain had stayed stupid <laughs> and not thought about well, that. Well, then don't look at it. But I still I know sometimes it's unintentional. Yeah. So I'm I'm very uh I think I think I'll be fine. I think I'll enjoy the movie. And it may not even be that. That could yeah. be just enough to, to throw you off base again and have an even bigger surprise when you see the movie. Like one division this week. Oh my god. Look. Look. All I remember that when we first started talking about that <laughs> earlier. Yeah. Uh, like in the, the, the year I'd thrown out a name. I, that name's gone as far as I'm concerned yeah. because there's no yeah. trace of it. Um, mm-hmm. What they whipped out today, or not today, but... Over the weekend. Wh- over the weekend, whenever it, it, it aired, the mid credit scene, I won't spoil it for anybody, but that to me was just like, <gasps> they did it. They like, did it. I didn't see that coming, but it was like that nice little treat for the mm-hmm. comic book geek in me. I was like, <gasps> Yeah, and it gives me hope yeah. that they'll kind of do something. Even the hubs was like, oh! so that's yeah. how I knew it was like a bigger deal than what I even knew because he was like, oh, cool, uh, you know. Yeah. And I was just like, I have to read more about this thing now so I can be just as excited. I was curious if they would do it, but I, I guess there weren't. It was in the back of it was far, far in the back of of mm. possibilities of things because I wasn't looking at that aspect, the approach they took to it, and I was like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. So, my brain started I'm working. I'm curious where you go after this, though, because I feel like you just did way too much of a revelation for one season. I feel like yeah. it could have lasted as the story arc for the show. So, I, spe- I don't. I guess I need to stop because I'm getting into spoiler territory where I'm gonna accidentally say something. I had. We'll need I, to talk about it afterwards. But like, yeah, I had. I had probably felt like this was going to be a one and done thing yeah because that's the feel it, I, I don't see how you can do this as another season because then yeah it, it just yeah. doesn't 
It and I mean, that's okay if it was meant to be a one and done. Yeah. I can appreciate those like what one mini series type deals and, and move on with my life. Sure. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it lends itself to a multi-season format. And if you did, and I'm sure there's a, there's a producer out there who could say like, no, we could do this, you yeah, know. Yeah, but don't, you've been doing so well with the MCU, like don't, don't garbage it now just for the sake of the dollar. And that's like, what they it. would do. Under the wrong hands, that's what they would yeah. have done. They would have crammed it. They would have been like, all right, season one is the 50s. Season two is the 60s. And they would have stretched right. it out. And you'd be like, oh, sure. when are we going to get some answers? Right. You know? And then you would have killed it for sure. Yeah. Hey, let's talk hey. about the headliner. What, what do we got today? Well, I pretty much gave you a, a like a, a. You started a surprise, little. Surprise. Yeah. Or, or I, I guess a, a clue last week because. My brain, for some reason, thought this game did not come out. And then I was like, wait a minute, did it? Yes, it did. I need to go check. So I'm going to be talking about the Blizzard Arcade Collection, the game that I was super excited for last week. And for the record, Blizzard is a garbage company, and I hate throwing them my money, but... um, Damn it. They suckered me with this because, you know, my nostalgia caught up to me. Because... For me, this was the most perfect compilation of games I have seen in a very long time. Okay? Normally, when you get these arcade collections or or game collections of whatever they are, hell, we'll look back at the Contra one, the the Castlevania one. They, They have the game you want. And then they give you a couple of other games that you're just like, I've never played that. And then you play it, and you're just like, I, I don't want to play why. it. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna move on. Yeah. But here, they give you three games. In my opinion, three solid games because I remember playing these games so much in my teens because that's about the time they came out. And even the way they present them makes it even better to a degree, which I will get into as we go through. But the, the the games themselves, I guess I'll just break them down as we go through. Um, where to begin? I'm going to start with the one that, that actually upset me a little bit more because this was one of the ones that I was most excited about mm-hmm. was Blackthorn. Now, this was a game that they produced, um, I think, back in 1993. Five, but it could be a little later. <clears throat> Blackthorn uh, worked in that same um, game design as games like uh, Out of This World or An- Another World and okay. uh, Flashback, where it has that slow-moving, you know, type pace, but mm-hmm. it's also kind of an actioner because you have to run and jump and shoot and. What I always loved about this game was the shotgun, uh, because it just, the sound of it, you know, and the, the combat, because you come across these goblin creatures, and they've they're got their guns, and it's not just bang, 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 and you just go like that, it's you hide behind something, and then they'll take a few shots, and you come out, and you pow, 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 and you shoot them back, so you have to be precise, it's not just a running gun, it's you walk into a room, and you have to, you know, keep from getting shot, pow. And even worse or better, depending on how you want to look at it, there will be prisoners hanging from the like the cave walls and stuff like that, at least in the first uh, levels, but I can't remember later on. 
and they can get shot. So if they're in the way <laughs> and you hide, they're going to get shot. And it's kind of messed up oh, to fine. watch them just flop to the ground because they're sitting there begging for, you know, hey, please help me. And then the guy just shows up, pow, 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 and it's like, I mean, well, the, he's dead. I didn't say what help. Yeah. So it's it's sad, but at least they took that attention to detail, you know, as much as I hate to say it. Uh, what you get in their presentation is they give you three versions of the game. Now, they present the Super Nintendo version, which is the one I'm most familiar with. They presented a 32-bit version, which I'm not quite sure where that came from because I never knew this existed. Right. Huh. And was it on, ever on PC? Well, I had it on PC. You remember I okay. talked about that, and the PC version that I had was very reminiscent of the Super Nintendo version. Just kind of a little bit more polished, slightly more polished, okay. but still had the look, the aesthetic, and a few added features. Then they have the definitive version, which I will say up front, all of these games have definitive versions. Uh, but this uh, wiki says it was on the Sega 32. Okay, well then that would make so sense. Then that's probably where it came from. Then yeah, because that that was the other part of it as well. Is a lot of the other games do have the uh, Super Nintendo version and the Genesis version. So if this was the only Genesis version, that would explain why that it's might here. Be, yeah. So what I like about this is they have created save functions. Uh, rewind features, which oh. are always helpful, yeah. uh, especially with these older games. Plus, I mean, you can still play them with the codes that they'll uh, provide you and things like that if you want to do it that way. But why would you if you can save it? My biggest gripe here, and this is a gripe throughout all of them, is you they, they present the definitive version as just that the definitive version. So they're going to give you extra features and, and little uh, added elements that make you want to play that version. Yet, they take away the rewind feature. So if you want to play the, the game with the rewind feature, you have to go to the older ones. But if you play the definitive version, you don't get that. Weird. Yeah. It's kind of what I thought, too. Like I see. I would have almost figured the other way around. Hmm. But was it a feature in the original? Like when you played it back in the day? No, no, no. I mean, this, obviously not. I mean, this... Well, that's this, weird. <laughs> okay, but... Yeah, yeah I, I think it's a way of kind of splitting the two. It's like, so how, how much do you really want to play this game? Do you really want to play it like the way it's meant to be played? Or right. do you want to sissy out and you can go back to the old one? But you want the real game, you're going to have to play the definitive game. Right. And that's how it is. And you ain't getting one no shot. rewind feature. Shot man, tell real gamers do it. One shot. Yeah, but here's where I lost a lot of. Uh, I don't want to say interest. I just I was so upset. I remember for a fact, Blackthorn PC. My version had blood, blood and gobs. It was never on the Super Nintendo version, but there was blood in that PC version. Not a damn one of these copies, versions, has blood whatsoever. And I do not understand it. 
In fact, I felt like the definitive version would have pulled from this old PC version and used that to kind of build upon versus going to the Super Nintendo version and using that as your, your anchor. So I'm really confused by this and yeah. just I don't understand why you wouldn't have used that. Because for me that was one of the that was one of the reasons I got it. Because it was rated yeah. M for mature and I was like, hell yeah, I'm all in. But no. Huh. Especially with like a definitive ultimate I feel like you're pulling from everything. Yeah. You're everything. supposed to be or at giving least. you the options like SNES version hmm. or the Sega version, PC version. Yeah. I just I, I was really disappointed by that. Um the 32-bit version, I tried playing that for a minute, and I just, I don't like it. Like, no. for whatever whatever it is about it, the music doesn't sound right. The the gameplay, it's still the same, but it just feels weird, and it looks weird, and I just, I'd rather not. Too many colors. It's not even that. It's just how they did it. Like, they didn't really improve anything. It's like, I know... This was 16-bit. Now look at it, 32-bit. It's like, yeah, but what did you fix? <laughs> this doesn't look better. See, I just assume they're just cramming more colors in and calling it a day. No, it's like they just kind of gave everything depth. And it was like, yeah, but it's still pixelated. So, why? I don't know. Yeah, I, don't, I, I don't know either. So, Blackthorn to me was a disappointment. Although, the game is still there and I still will play it. Like, I even ran through maybe like the first two or three levels of the... Super Nintendo version just because and I don't know if it was just like my brain was on autopilot but I went through and I had the rewind feature present but I never used it and I didn't get shot and I didn't die and I was just like pow 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 I remember everything pow well done for games of that era too Mm -hmm. so to move on next again that was I wanted more for it and maybe maybe there's still Patches down the road that could add some. some Isn't it sad? We're conditioned to be okay with that. (laughs) Maybe they'll give us the rest of it later. Maybe. Who knows? Uh, The next game that I really, really enjoyed was The Lost Vikings. Uh, This one came from Silicon and Synapse. I don't know where Blizzard really came in, but I also remember Interplay's name being attached to this as well. So I'm really confused how... They might just be the ones who owns the rights for it now. Actually, Silicon and Synapse may... See, this is why I need to do a deep dive into Blizzard. I think that's who they used to be. Oh, okay. So it was like they started there and then became Blizzard, so that, that might be why they still have it. But Interplay was the distributor. I, I remember that for okay. a fact. Because that was their name was what actually drew me to a lot of these games. I would see Interplay and I'd be like, ooh, yeah. I gotta, yeah, get, yeah, gotta yeah, check yeah. that out. So the Lost Vikings, if you don't know, these characters I feel like have actually uh, stayed in in the zeitgeist, so to speak, at least within certain games. Because I'm almost positive been in games like uh, Hearthstone or okay. whatever other games that they produce that I don't really pay attention to. <laughs> but, no, I was like, I know the name, but I can't. Mm-hmm. Handful of games I've maybe even touched. But you have uh, three Vikings, Eric, uh, Olaf, and I don't know why I'm blanking on his name, but, well, there it is. <laughs> I'm, I'm blank. Who, who knows? But anyway, they, there are three Vikings who, who are going out on a hunt. Are you, are you looking it up for me? I, I was going to see if I could find it. Eric, 
Olaf and Are you looking for the people who Oh, Eric Bailey Baylog Baylog okay. can kill there. enemies with his sword. Yeah. All right. Sorry, I forgot his name. Anyway, your your three Vikings, uh your this game starts off with you looking at your home life and they almost kind of show you or kind of give you a tutorial about how it works because this is one of those games where you play as all three characters. Each one okay. has their own unique skill, so every level is a puzzle mm-hmm. and you have to utilize all three character skills to get through the puzzle. Okay. This is where that rewind feature would be very interesting to have. You oh, know, because yeah. if you mess it up, granted is they it on do this one too? Not on the definitive version. Remember, definitive versions, they say, nah, we're not going to give that to you. But, I mean, I guess at the same time, you do have the save and load. So, I guess if you wanted to do it that way. More than you got before. Yeah. yeah. But they still do provide codes and whatnot. So, if you want to do that too. But, um, the the three Vikings, they get kidnapped and they go up into space and then they're trying to go home. And it's, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It but looks cute. It's a lot of fun. It, they have very cartoonish uh, graphics and stuff like that. I talked about it way, 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 way back uh, in episode 31, maybe? I reviewed it. Yeah. <laughs> it long before Lacey a Day. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like it was before my time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a, a huge... Uh, love for this game. I really enjoyed what they did because it was unique. It was fresh at the time. I'm sure a lot of people have done that today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get three game versions. The SNES version, the Genesis version, a definitive version. Uh, what they say about the definitive version is it blends the best of both versions. So I'm guessing there were some elements in the Genesis game that weren't present in the Super Nintendo game and vice versa. Plus they added in some extra levels. Or something like that. Oh. So this it's supposed to be like the the version to play. Gotcha. All right. My only issue with that is I wish they would have maybe put like a fresh coat of paint on it. Like at least the definitive version, kind of like what they did with the Day of the Tentacle, where the graphics were a little bit smoother and cartoonish. And then you can just kind of turn it off if you wanted. But okay. I'm sure that would have taken some extra work, and they weren't going to put that money into it. <laughs> they needed so, a quick couple of bucks. Yeah. That, to me, would have been a great addition to really make it stand out. Because, again, I still want the Super Nintendo version. Like, don't take that away from me. But the definitive versions, I feel like that's that's what the definitive version should have been. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have looked like those other versions. They should have been something solely uh, that stood apart that combined elements from those older games because you're saying you're telling me this is like the best version of this game so give me that best version you know yeah. and for this graphics looking you know super sharp and, and, and just really really cartoony and no pixels that would have been by far the best thing if they would have done that but they did that um, sounds like they would have had to completely redo it Probably. Like, rebuild the entire Mm -hmm. game. But, again, this is not bad. Like, the games are still solid. I feel like, you know, if you can get past... I didn't even want to say that the graphics are bad. They're not bad. It's just I know that some people don't want to play pixel art 16-bit games today. So... I know. But I would recommend, uh, if anything, Lost Vikings was, was definitely one of the better games out of the lot. Blackthorn's not bad. I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah. But 
Rock and Roll Racing. This was one that I was really interested in coming back to because I remember playing this a lot, just as much as these. This one, to me, is worth the price of admission because of the definitive version. Because what they did here, they created the version of the game I always wanted. That's that's the beauty, okay? So, first of all, Rock and Roll Racing, it's a racing game. And it's all about the, the, the rock and roll. And you're going through space. And you're, you're going to all these different planets. And it's just a racing game. It's a racing game. Are you game. a space cowboy? If you want to be. <laughs> <laughs> you get four versions of the game. Which I, I feel like this kind of gives it an extra edge. You get the Super Nintendo version. You get the Genesis version. They created a four-player versus local co-op version that was never present in the other games. So now you can play. Did we have four controllers back then? No. I mean, you could do two-player, but that was about as far as you could go. But now you get four-player. And then you have your definitive edition. The reason I say that a definitive edition is better and worth everything, they re-recorded all of the announcer's dialogue now, granted, he is re-reading some of the stuff from the prior game, but he even add, they added in extra stuff to where he's doing ads, which I, I okay. kind of like. So you'd be driving around, and after you kind of get close to about the first lap, he's like, this race is brought to you by, and then whatever the product is. Uh-huh. But what makes it best? CD-quality music. So you have the actual tunes playing in the background instead of chip tunes that were available in the older games. Like, sure, it was kind of yeah. cool. You know, you're sitting there listening to Bad to the Bone and chip tune, you're like, yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Well, listen to what they managed to do on the computer here. Yeah. So, I mean, you kind of got the feel for it. You're like, oh, it's, it's all right. But now you can hear and just kicks in. You're like, hell yeah, this is what I want to play this, baby. So I played through... Rock and roll racing uh, quite a bit. I probably spent several hours playing it. <laughs> got through probably as far as I ever have. Like, I remember getting to this area or this planet uh, in the game, but I felt like this was, this was where it ended for me. <laughs> because throughout the game, I'll, I'll mention this, you can purchase your vehicle. Like, you'll start off with a simple vehicle that they'll give you three choices for, but you only have really money for two. So you have to earn your money, and the less money, the more money you earn is based on your place. So if you go in second or third or fourth, you're not going to get any money or points to advance. And that's the other part of it too: is you have to earn points to advance. So they'll give you plenty of chances, but at some point, if you don't reach a certain point value, they're going to be like, "Well, you're screwed. You know, you can't advance, and you either got to replay it." And I think you you get one chance to replay the season, or it's game over. Started all so. over, yep. But I just made a mess. <laughs> uh, but you you can upgrade your car. You can do whatever you, you need to to try to, to better your situation in the race. <coughs> and there was a planet that was full of ice, and you can buy a hovercraft or something like that. Is And I don't ever remember if I ever got to the hovercraft or got to buy it. Um, I remember it was just like insanely powerful and I was just like, oh my God, I'm going to fly off and I die. <laughs> and it was always just float right on over y'all. It was always insane. But what's my, my racing skills for this, they 
it's like they took a minute to kick in. Like at first I was doing really good, and then once uh, I started getting into the harder races where everything's getting more intense, and my car is really fast, I'm having to think about everything because sometimes you'll get confused. You can have a straightaway, but then you're supposed to loop around and then you'll come back to this other spot so it looks like a four-way. So the moment I see a corner, I'm starting to turn and I'm supposed to go straight because so now I'm off kilter and i got to turn back around. And I was like, oh, God. So <laughs> that always yeah. threw me off. So I had to start getting in my head and be like, just go straight, man. Just go straight. Just And loop around, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. The game is a lot of fun. Uh, some the, the one thing that I, I was a little disappointed in is some of the original music that was in the original game that they used as a chip tune. Uh, it's not present. In fact, I even think it's not even present in the Super Nintendo game, so I'm assuming there's licensing issues, so they had to remove certain... That would be strange. Like, who would still be hanging on to it? Well, the one that I noticed is missing, like the, the only one I could really, really think of that was missing was um, Paranoid from Black Sabbath. Like, that's the one that I could uh, remember the okay, most. Okay, so it's of legit music, then yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. that one would probably be way more expensive to bring exactly. over or something like that. So, if there's... Because it was, the game was made before Napster, mm-hmm. so we probably didn't have the same issue. Now... It's it's not a bad thing. Um, I'm I was trying to remember if there were any other tunes that I did not remember hearing, but a lot of the other music is there. I remember uh, there was maybe even like an a, an added tune. I know they added a song from Rush, which wasn't in the original, but I was like, this actually works. I kind of dig it. I like Rush. So uh, another issue that I had every now and again is the frame rate felt like it was a little choppy as you're trying to race around the board and it's weird because it was like it would try to smooth out at some point and i don't know what was causing it to have this this problem like it just couldn't keep up or or something like that it wasn't game breaking like it didn't just it didn't make me not be able to play but you could just see how it went from smooth to the background kind of being choppy to smooth and choppy it's just it's weird and i don't really know what's causing that so maybe that's something they can also touch up in an update <laughs> Patch it up, yeah. uh this one also probably could have used a fresh coat of paint but i don't feel like it's uh or not like lost vikings like it needed it it's like maybe you could have polished it up just a little bit in the definitive version but i don't feel like it's a necessity that just really broke it the music to me and that whole thing that just that elevated the whole it's like this is right. what i always wanted and it kept me playing the game for hours because it was like god yes this is what yeah. i always wanted this is it it's a really good score in a game man and mm-hmm. it's surprising how just that that alone can keep you oh yeah in the zone in the moment always so overall i wouldn't really say that uh it's it's not a bad collection if you have any affinity for any of these games i would say definitely pick it up if you're not familiar with them um you know what? Wait until it goes on sale, then give it a try. Because you know, there then you're you getting, not giving Blizzard as much money if they're not going <laughs> to add more into it. But it's—I mean, these are fun games for their time. I still feel like they hold up today, especially uh, with some added features. But uh, I would recommend it. One other thing I will mention that I came across <coughs> that I didn't realize at first, but I wasn't sure if this game had trophies or not. 
Um, and I then remember when achievements became a thing, if I'm honest. Yeah. Well, what was interesting about it is I feel like there's a glitch because I noticed that there are achievements listed on websites for, for the game. Okay. I played the practice level on Blackthorn to kind of, you know, refresh my memory mm-hmm. and a trophy popped. And I was like, oh, okay. They might have created it for this, right? No. But, but when it popped, I couldn't find it. I was like, wait a minute, did I, was there, was, I was just like, what happened to the, because I know I saw it. It was there. But there, there is no trophy list. Like, I have not gotten any trophies. So I was like, so what was that? So I looked it up, tried to find some information on Reddit, and I'm not the only one. You know, this is a, I don't know what's going on. At least you found other people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd be like, Steven, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? But it, yeah, it just... The it, controller just need charging. I mean, I wish I could have snapshotted it or something, because it was just, it was really bizarre. But the moment I hit it in my notification, that disappeared. So um, I was just like, all right, well, I guess... I guess I got yeah, maybe something it's for nothing. Yeah, maybe a little bug where they're disappearing or something. And, but there's know. no there's no list of it on my trophy list either. So it's like it doesn't exist. Hey, maybe it's weird. that was just something fun for y'all. Some big conspiracy for y'all to discuss on the Reddits. Who knows? <laughs> but everybody else has them. So if you're a trophy hunter, just be aware that if you go for the PlayStation 4 version, you might not get it. But every other version from what I've heard uh, that does that PC... Xbox, and this is even on the Switch too. I played it on PlayStation Five, just so you're aware. But I'm sure it all plays the same. Okay. Yeah. Give it a look. Give it a look. Fun, fun, fun. Well, thanks. I guess that's our show. Mm-hmm. I guess that's our show. Lots of fun stuff to talk about. Uh, don't forget, you can hit us up sometime on Twitter at Super Mega Crash, or you can send an email to supermegacrash at gmail.com. You can look us up on Instagram to view all the weekly icon art that Stephen puts his time and love into. Uh, don't forget to support the show by liking and leaving reviews on your preferred platform, and you can even go to patreon.com forward slash pencil and paper productions. Tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell whomever. You can find us on the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network, or just search Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo found on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, and even YouTube.com forward slash Pencil Paper Productions. Thank you for listening. I am Lacia Finley. And I am Stephen White. And you can join us again next time, Super Mega Crash siblings. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.